Seth, Jason, welcome to the Peep Show. It's good to have you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back the host of the Peep Show, Christian. Ladies and gentlemen, peeps of all ages, welcome to the Peep Show. And without further ado, let's get right to it. All right. Uh, welcome back to the flagship. All right. As the no, I don't. I don't know. I, I like. I like the competition. All right. It just makes us that much better. All right. You know what Reddit's for? All right, Reddit's for the slight twinge that happens like between your like upper molar and like some other part of your face. All right, when you get like a little bit of a giggle from someone posting something like a little bit funny, it's not that funny, just like a little bit funny. All right, and then you go and ha ha, let me upvote that. All right. <laughs> no word of a lie. The uh, less than a month into the the Brock Rocket League team starting, we were myself. Jer and Cruncho, a couple of starters were grinding ranked. We played 14 straight games. All 14 we lost in overtime. I have the entire oh. recording saved as proof because it sounds so like not real and so unbelievable, but it was 14 straight overtime losses. Like if all the, all our club does is like give me some legitimacy, you know, to, to be able yeah, to yeah. podcast. Yep. Guess what I'm gonna say? What are you I gonna play say? Rock I oh, play should... Rock League, and that's it. As someone with the almost no mechanical skill, block with the philosophical question: okay. Does a line have two corners? Does a line have two? <laughs> right. <laughs> Live. Um, I wonder if that's trademarked. I'm sure people say that all the time. Welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. We're back in your ears. Uh, hopefully, we don't bring you to tears. Um, my name is Flash. I am the host. Uh, I don't know how I was bestowed this position, um, other than you've created it, having creation privileges. But like, yep. just like some other people that create stuff, doesn't necessarily mean they should keep going with it. You know, um, <laughs> sell a good idea if you can't use it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, I'm joined, uh, as always, by Combo. Hello. Hello. And by Wabbits. It's me. And you know what? I reversed the order because uh, you did. I felt bad about it. Because um, <laughs> quick promotion. Well, you know, you know the re- the reason for that is because like Wabbits, you're on the B team now, so. Ooh. Oh. You gotta. <laughs> oh wait, just combo's, going straight out. With combo's just... not on any team, so where's yeah. that for me? No, but you're, you're the, the you're the head boss. Coach gets coach. first. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so exciting news, okay? And it wasn't the uh-huh. fact that I was a dream hack, okay? It wasn't the fact that I got a whole bunch of pictures of StarCraft players. It was in fact... It wasn't dream hack in general. It wasn't dream hack in general. Uh, it wasn't that like Combo was an awesome coach and organized really good tryouts. It was the Wait. fact that <laughs> that Wabbits made the B team. All right, congratulations. I'm team. Almost professional team. <laughs> Actually, let me let me talk about the, the, the tryouts, Okay. Because <laughs> I literally had you as a third best player until, uh, like, on that tryout that I, I was watching until, like, uh-huh. game four. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, you were playing phenomenal, and then it was just like, 
No. You say that, but his very first touch was handing the ball to Jer and yep. giving a wide open net free goal. Yep, it was amazing. Yeah, no, but that was a warm up <laughs> thing. But then all of a sudden, he listen. You consistently scored the goals you had to score, right? So sure, sure. And you had the highest point total for like at least two of those games. Um, mostly because of people setting you up or mistakes, but still, you hit the net when it mattered, and so therefore, I had you at three. Um, but later on, you just you fizzled out. All right, flash in the yeah, pan, shall we say? Okay, just getting less stressed, you know. Stop uh, uh, taking it so seriously. Maybe I don't actually remember much at all about it. <laughs> well, I think I think sometimes when you play a rock league, like, that's that's really the best players and the worst players. Is that the best players on their worst day are still like somewhat consistent? Um, actually, I'm gonna get right into. Oh my god, I, I love how like we plan everything out, but like because we started talking about this, I'm just gonna you know uh, get rid of the script for a second. Um, at the uh, Dreamhack, they had booths where you could like play yourself, okay? Mm -hmm. And like that, like not warming up thing is so evident when you're on like this alternative account where you're playing against bronze players. And, like, when you're not warmed up, it takes you, like, four games against bronze players to realize, oh, wait, I'm a champ player. And then all of a sudden you're, like, warmed up enough to just start doing, like, whatever you want. <laughs> but but the first four games you're like, oh, wow, I have, like, a goal. Like, I'm, I'm playing at this level. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why we warm up. Just remember, you are a bronze player. You are a bronze player. You should play against bronze players just to realize, like, on the ground, they're, they're, they're totally fine. It's just aerials. That's really... Aerials, wall... There's a million things, but... But, like, base, like, oh, challenge for the ball, no hesitation, hit the ball somewhat consistently. Like, it's there. They might not be able to hit it accurately, but they can hit it. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, there's, there's more things in this beginner's thing. Uh, hashtag blame wabbits. Um, uh, yeah, really all I want to... I don't know I don't know where we're going with this, but we got... I was able to pull, uh, you know, pull Nectacular out of the dirt and get him back to champ in twos. Uh, or was it threes? I don't remember. Call it, um, he lost it again? Yeah, he probably <laughs> lost it. I don't know. Uh, but but I want to say that Nick Tackler, um has been saying something about uh, making a talk show. Um, and so I just want to tell him that we're ready for him. All right. All right. We're going to take him down. All right. We can have a competing talk show. All right. Boost ratings for both of us. That's how it works, right? That's how you... Gotta think about Talk it that way. Drive, yeah. um, or it might be hosted on a channel. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> either way. Um, Just no. eat up the competition. We're Disney. <laughs> we're, we're, Disney. <laughs> we're Disney. <laughs> yeah, who'd have thought that like Netflix could actually be taken over? But that's just like... like I, th I thought not in a million years. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm switching to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, stay on task. Uh, last thing. And we, we do this every week. Oh, uh, this week especially, because this this is in some craziness. Uh, Combo, you're gonna have to you remind me. Uh, the two two people have uh, subscribed to the new tier that opened up last week, right? The new Patreon tier. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you wanna uh, just just remind me of their names, I just don't wanna. I think it was feeding that kitty, right? Yep, feeding that kitty and, and Big Hawk seven Big Hawk seven seven seven. All right, subscribe to the premier tier. All right. Um, I also like to call it the Combo Money tier. You know what I mean? Um, cause like, I feel like all the other tiers are like Flash and Wabbit's money, but like yeah, it, that's exactly how it breaks down. Basically, everyone um, else is for like Flash Wabbit's. I get a little a little pennies, and then you guys get little pennies from my tier. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> uh, like like we said, most most of that is gonna be going right back to Combo. So, cause he's the one putting the work in, that just made sense to me. Uh, the mm -hmm. rest is split. 
as we've pre-arranged it but uh overall we're just really happy dude like the everything's going well with that uh patreon um my uh yeah there's nothing more to say dude yeah five bucks if you want to support us 15 bucks if you want to hear a terrible song from me and uh 25 bucks if you want combo in your life um giving you a replay analysis and a coaching session a month um uh so yeah that's the patreon thing thank you so much let's go over everyone go boom mason king knight tk poor judgment 26 big hog 77 mike mr c mythe thank you so much for your continued support um yeah they've just been a solid yeah we got a solid group and they just keep going with that so uh uh yeah once again thanks okay now for the main event what you've all been waiting for and we're gonna i'm gonna add a disclaimer i know i've been talking a lot uh i'm gonna add a disclaimer here um my personal like everything i thought about the event start to finish where i think we're gonna do an extra show on saturday add it into the feed um and that'll be the show uh well whoever wants to be there i guess um and it'll depend also if uh, wabbits wakes up you know i might just do a solo show depending um but that'll be like a (laughs) hashtag blame wabbits um that'll be a full full recap of my whole experience being at dreamhack and this week it's going to be more esports sorry this this episode is going to be more esports focused just so we can get everyone in um and i'll just add tidbits from being at the actual event while i'm here uh yeah, it's time to get into it. Okay, this by combo, the greatest code combo I've ever said. Um, sorry, co- no, combo's most famous quote yet. Uh, this is the greatest uh, tournament I've ever seen in my life. Something like that. Ooh, generalization. You said something like that. Right? <laughs> yeah, I said it was the best major I've ever watched, and I've only missed. Truthfully, I've missed one major in my time watching uh, professional Rocket League. Nice, nice. Okay, um, so we're gonna. Sorry, we're gonna get into it. We have a million show topics to get through. Um, but I want to say, first off, the Rocket League um, viewing, I guess the Rocket League crowd was, it was like Rocket League and StarCraft were the top two crowds in the arena. Mm, and nice. CSGO was behind. Wow. And that was interesting to me. So, um, mostly, wait, no, because I guess it was, was it Rainbow Six? Was there a CSGO, there was a CSGO major going on, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay, because I think... I know, I know Rainbow Six was there, but... I know, it was, yeah, um, it was confusing to me because I didn't hear as much from that side of everything <clears throat> as I thought I would. So, uh, no, there was CSGO, but it was on... It felt smaller. Like, that. that they were right beside Clash of Clans. Like, you know what? You know you're deteriorating. No, okay. There's a, there's a Clash of Dreamhack? Really? Dude, yeah, you got Clash of Clans. What? You got Super Smash Brothers. You got Mortal Kombat. I did not think Clash would have one, though. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like Epic Games. You don't throw money at the problem. Um, are, they uh, Epic, are, they, are they Epic listen, Games that own Clash? Say, say that again? Is it Epic that owns Clash? Is that a thing? No, no, no. I'm just joking about Epic Games, uh, like the oh, Fortnite yeah, thing yeah. tournament yeah, where yeah, they just yeah. sent everything. Um, yeah. No, uh, the Brawlhalla. That was pretty good. Mobile games. Um, all right, I, I said I said I wasn't going to talk about the rest of the event. That's going to be safe for Saturday. That's your teaser for there. Let's get into it. Um, big thing, big news coming. I guess uh, th- throughout the weekend, uh, Lethemir, for now at least, because I don't think it was definitive. Um, but for now, he is coaching. Question mark. Coaching. Yes. Um, so yes, Wabs, can you can you explain this? Sure. 
Um, well, as we all know, uh, Leth used to be on Ghost as a player, uh, but that you know kind of ended. I don't know if there was if it was nice or not. It's kind of iffy in the air, whatever. Uh, but then he showed up to this tournament as the Mao's coach, and I was watching a stream earlier today. And he actually said that uh, he was just straight up coaching for Mouse and uh, all he had to do left or all he had left to do was just sign for him. Um, so it's damn according to him, all confirmed there's just some paperwork that needs to be done and he's Mouse's official coach. Good for him. Yeah. Exciting, yeah. And then uh, I think it's huge because at least on his end we get uh, like we, we saw the twit longer that he put out, like wasn't really feeling the competitive aspect of the game anymore. Um, and like wanted to take a break and so like similar to like fire which we'll talk about like it's it's a face that like i love to see in the game and i'm happy that like he's found a way to like stay in the game you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so like that that's pretty big for me um did you want to talk about fire as well or did you want to wait for uh, and did you have more to say about left i don't know if we have actually uh, like content on it actually, i actually have something else to say about left um, yeah he was uh stay or he was left on ghost uh mainly for a little bit as a content creator correct yeah, was he actually? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think he was. Um, well, at least it was um, thrown around that he might. I think he left it, but then it, like he said uh, uh, on stream earlier today that he was just completely dropped. No, nothing like that. Um, but I'm wondering if Mouse would allow him to do that and uh, promote his uh, content creation as well. Um, now that he's coach. Yeah, see, the way I look at that one is like I I was really excited when Allegiance made that initial move to have content uh creator so, like you know when they picked up sunless and floop and stuff and so um i and clearly like it didn't work out super well for them they ended up losing a lot of money um and not from that like they, they ended up going bankrupt but uh that was a cool experiment i was excited to see how it would go and i was hoping they could kind of set the stage for it um but clearly since the org it no longer exists and like that didn't really work i hope that doesn't become a deterrent for an org like mouse because i also love the idea like i think it's cool mm-hmm. um so i'd love to see that happen yeah um and so we're talking about alliance here or? uh no we're talking about uh we're talking about how like left being a content creator and like what was saying how it, the potential for him to become a content creator for mouse if he's coaching them as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, for 100%, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought you were talking about Lions because you were mentioning Sunless Con, that's why. Yeah, I was just saying because they like tried that experiment and yeah, did yeah, super yeah. work well, so um, I'm hoping we can see some more. So Behind the scenes, I, I just got a quick drink of water, that's why I'm uh, recapping here. I'm going to be honest because it's just a little too jarring. It's like, wow, Flash doesn't listen to anything Common <laughs> Wapit says and then comes in and asks questions about what they said. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, no, 100%. I think, I think it was really cool because... I, I was, um, and this is actually probably good. Uh, did we talk about fire yet? Probably not. Not yet. Haven't talked about it. Um, let's let's. I just want to go a little bit forward in our topics here, because I was watching Barca Ghost, and I'm pretty sure this news came out sometime either before or after, something like that. Um, and I was like literally training for Barca, and I was like, listen, I'm gonna cheer for Barca, because uh, no, I I was joking to my friend who was like beside me who I'd met. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna cheer Lethemir. <laughs> like just <laughs> every time Barca scores, just cheer Lethemir. Uh, yeah, I know I'm toxic. Um, but uh, my point point with that being, um, yeah, no, I know I heard about this. I'm like, okay, I, I guess I'll cheer for her for uh, Ghost. I, I, I guess I guess I'll be nice. Um, yeah, okay, fire fire coaching. Hyped. 
he is was like early so in season like or also season one and even before that he was one of my favorite players to watch i've loved watching him since day one I was, as we talked about like i was super super sad when he announced his retirement um and i believe we even talked about how we all kind of thought he was still going to be able to find a role anyways like within a uh, within a team i didn't know if it was gonna be coaching per se but i knew he'd like find something um so super excited for that uh, he i can't say how much he may have done cloud nine like obviously they didn't really get the finish like this is their first major without a top four finish in a while um so they clearly didn't get the finish that they wanted and i'm curious if maybe they were experimenting or not or if maybe they were just trying to play normal like to me they looked like like they were playing like normal cloud nine but they just weren't competing at the level that cloud nine normally competes you know what i mean so like their their play style was still similar but they just didn't look like the cloud nine that we expect um a lot yeah. of double commits a lot mm-hmm. of defensive errors things like that which makes me kind of sad but um i don't think i'd attribute that to fires joining maybe it could be but um yeah i'm not really sure um we don't have this anywhere later so i'm just gonna get right into it um <clears throat> because we are talking about cloud nine uh squishy choosing the um dominus was that you think perhaps because of fire um i doubt it like i i feel like even just for my own mentality of coaching i like that's the one thing i don't think i'd ever tell someone to do is try a new car like whatever they're comfortable with is what i'm gonna hope that they're comfortable with and are gonna play um but like maybe that's his style i don't really know but uh i i think truthfully like gimmick has spoken so highly about the dominus for a good three majors now or so that um Mm -hmm. i would be wouldn't be surprised to hear that maybe he's also pushing it on his teammates and trying to be like oh guys use it use it use it like it's so good like stuff like that so because i okay and actually we're gonna get this is a side discussion because we don't have this uh on our official thing so this is perfect i can definitely throw this in here a lot of teams were bringing that dominus um yeah and the fennec and the and fennec, the fennec. Mm-hmm. um the reason i'm not too surprised with the fennec is you see Chosset having success with it um but it is the same hitbox as octane right yep. so um i don't know, combo if you want to go into this or maybe wab it's um of like isn't necessarily an advantage over like using the fennec over the octane if there is a one because it's just visual right in some ways technically yes just visual um but i so like for instance like i'm using the fennec and not the octane right now and they they in my head feel like completely different um so like not surprised we're seeing similarities at the like for pros right now but um yeah like i like I, I I know we talked about this before when we were talking about like choosing the right car for you and hitboxes and stuff, and it's like they are technically just visual, but obviously that changes how you then play with the car. When like the, if they have the same hitbox but the Fennec is way boxier, like are you gonna play? Like I feel like I'm getting harder touches because that is exactly why I love the Dominus is that it has that very boxy rectangular front right now that makes me feel like I can like hit boomers. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so like now I feel like I have an Octane that has boomer mode, right? Which is like pretty cool, and that's why I've been really enjoying using it um so curious about the same mentality for most pros but yeah what do you guys think I, I think it would be the same where it's just a completely mental thing of um i'm playing a different car so it must be different and then obviously small hitbox changes make you think that it's gonna hit or like visual hitbox changes there you go. yeah i'm gonna say i was like the guy <laughs> yep <laughs> uh make you think it's gonna hit differently uh when it shouldn't and then that makes a different hit than what you would normally hit happen and a whole bunch of other things, just like these small uh, things of um, what you're seeing versus what you what's actually there and what you're expecting because of what you're seeing versus what then happens because of what is there and what's not. Um, so I, I, it all makes sense. It's just completely up to feel. Uh, yeah. is the same thing, but it feels different and that's it. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, we so we saw this, but it's cool because um, it's interesting how one player is able to shift people's perspectives because people just like no matter what they just use the octane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so the fact that the, visually this card is being used, and they're, they're like, the question is especially when you see a lot of show sets, kind of like uh, dribbling fake plays. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any visual, I, I guess, advantages to that, right? That That's kind of something we have to think about um, when he's trying to fake. Like, maybe because you actually do see the car a little more, then you can kind of twitch to, like, get people off. As opposed to the octave where you might not be able to see the ball, uh, the car behind the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, if that's potentially an, a competitive advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get yeah anyway. Things, things to think about, I guess. Definitely, yeah. That it's such a like personal preference thing that it almost like that to me. That's what makes it fun to like talk about is like we have we have no idea why each pro wants to use what car, right? Like a lot of that will end up just coming down to like what they're just kind of feeling. And so if like that meant that like Squishy was feeling the Dom recently, awesome, like uh, cool to see what he's gonna do with it. And like ultimately the uh, like a more flat car like the Dominus is gonna help him more in the air to do his fancier stuff anyway. So like I'm not I can't say I'm surprised that this has been. The you think so? Because, like, 100%. Squishy's just so known for that Octane hitbox, right? And, like, doing crazy things with the Octane. And, and you got it. So that's why I think it's almost expected now that he will try to use what would generally objectively be considered a, like, more effective car in the air like the Dominus. You know what I mean? But I'm just curious because, like, with the Dominus, I feel some of your movement is more... It's more visible to opponents. If that makes sense, right? Like, it's... Mm-hmm. I think with the octane because it's a smaller frame, right? Like you, um, you're able to hide a little bit more. While with the dominus, some of your movement is just it's more predictable in some sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. the The reason that I say specifically for squishy style is I'm sure you guys have seen it. Like recently, his style has very much been a do something fancy for the. Um what's it called like for a dunk in that so like he'll flip reset into a dunk or flip reset into like an extra touch or something like that whereas like that is where the dominus will shine because it's longer because he can get that extra like width or or height on the okay. ball so, so like, it's that's ultimately that at. challenge right where that that really comes into play that dominus mm-hmm. so i'm um, curious to see like but uh, that would be my guess at least as to why but yeah okay uh, i think that's great okay we're gonna move on uh anyway fire coaching was a cool thing and it was definitely brought up on the cast a lot um, oh that, yeah that uh they would say um you know like oh wait, let's get a cloud energy finals wouldn't that be crazy all that stuff <laughs> um it's cool it's cool to see him um i'm just waiting for cloud nine now to uh starting next tournament uh get second about seven times in a row um <laughs> <laughs> um uh but yeah no no it's uh it's good all right uh i, I think i brought this topic up barcelona ghost day one mm-hmm <laughs> So uh, I didn't mention it briefly earlier in the podcast, um, but uh, I really love this series because one, it was the first series on day one of the tournament that meant something. So you actually yep. got a little more emotion, okay? Um, and two, every I think three of the four games went to overtime. Um, so and it wasn't high scoring games, and that's kind of what changed, what, what made it very uh, interesting to me. Did either of you watch the series before I get into it? No. Uh, I, so, yeah, so I saw, I think I watched the last two games of it, um, but I, I didn't watch the whole thing. And I, both games that I watched were overtime and it were very, very tight games. So. Yeah, and so the reason I really like this series is because I think when you have the better players, sometimes it's, it's, there's, you always feel like there's a certain player that will show up extra. Does that make sense? 
Mm. Um, and here in in Barcelona, you had Devo and uh, Bluey, right? Um, mm-hmm. Players that are known for their more spectacular things. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Combo, but when I was watching the games, at least live, um, what I'd noticed is FC Barcelona, Bluey and Devo try to do really creative plays um, that are more risky a lot of the time. Yep. Or and and so because they did that, the reason it was so interesting and the, the reason it was so close is because Ghost Ghost was a little more direct with the, how they played, and then like um, Barcelona tend to try to set up different kind of more like air dribble or ceiling shot or whatever type plays, right? Um, and w- what I remembered is I felt in this series in particular, the FC Barcelona just slowed the game down too much it's like mm. they they try to go for these fancier plays and because of that they slow down a play and then the pressure that there's less pressure felt on ghosts um mm-hmm. and i don't know if, if you saw this but at least in my mind and the reason i i had i mean i had brought this up as a potential beginner's corn topic but uh the the speed at which players play and the reason i think we see less and less of these crazy um like plays like maybe you'll see that one energy like justin play where he like takes on three people in the air right and that's really cool but the reason we don't see like the slowdown as much is because at that level the players are just so fast so when you slow down you tend to give up the momentum or the pressure and you get it back against yourself right away um so at least that's what i was seeing in this series and what made it very interesting because like if you think about individually i thought devo and bluey were probably like oh my goodness they can do some special things right um but but in this series because they went for maybe one too many times uh that's where ghost i felt started coming back into it um yeah for me and so i definitely agree with the the idea of Bluey, I would say Bluey much more than Devo, but um, Bluey is just the, the high risk player. Like, like he enjoys creating high risk creative plays, and um, it's a style that like I know I could never coach him. Like I, I cannot handle that that kind of play style. Um, and they have found success previously with that play style. Specifically, Bluey has found a lot of success with that um, play style. However, I think as we continue to move towards what I would consider what I would call and consider safe Rocket League, and we actually saw the success of that safe Rocket League in a lot of the teams this weekend, specifically G2 played a lot of safe Rocket League this uh, this past weekend, and it really paid off for them, um, is we're seeing these kind of high-risk, high-reward teams getting shut down by this safe style. And Ghost, especially with their new addition, is playing incredibly, incredibly safe, slower setting pace, things like that. Whereas FCB then, like you were saying, they ended up almost slowing down their game because they're going for these long balls, for these almost like high risk plays that they're almost too slow at this point for what is already a slower style, if you know what I mean. Um, and I, you're, you're really seeing that. Like, that's why when you watch, like even if you talk about the Ghost Cloud 9 series, like that was also an incredibly close series. And I thought Cloud 9 played great in it um, to send Ghost to the loser's bracket. But it's this safe style is starting to kind of beat out the squishies and the gimmicks of the world um, that we're starting to see. And I'm actually curious if Ghost is going to have a much better season than we've seen previously now if this is the method they're moving towards because we've already seen that with the success of the peeps as well which we'll talk about later um and that was kind of what i took from that big time and so like i'm happy at least even like you were seeing bluey's kind of attempts because i just really struggle with bluey as a player like he's, he's not a player i i really enjoy um but i think he is good for like more casual fans where they can see like the the classic bluey highlight reel stuff uh, if you know what i mean so uh, yeah that was kind of what i was thinking to that topic and we, we've um 
Man, we have so many things we could talk about this week. I'm going to bring this up <laughs> briefly. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it was Sunless that did a top 20 list or whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure he did a YouTube video with the top 20 list, but regardless, the put Kate up in number one, right? And I think the one thing with Kate up that we see a lot is his prediction and his speed are really what make him as a player, as opposed to any fancy mechanics. Um, and in general, the teams that are just getting these like quality, just faster players and less maybe flashy players are still doing really, really well. Um, and I just wanted to bring this up because it gave me hope, you know? I'm not going to make mm-hmm. any flashy plays, but it's as long as I'm being consistent and playing faster and doing all the basics right and playing with my team, then like mm-hmm. it's at that point it doesn't it's no longer like i don't know you see sometimes like flip resets and you're like oh my goodness like i gotta learn this but it's like how many times does do a pro player like flip reset in a whole tournament you know what i mean like there's probably oh, not, there's probably not, a not couple. Like every game not but like every, now... but, but like my, my point is sorry that mechanic <laughs> while very important I, i'm sure in certain situations there's certain teams where there's like players that just never do that mechanic. Does, you, that, does you, that make sense? The, the, the peak to me example of that um, is like ultimately the way I look at it is that you're going to have to learn the high level mechanics at some point. It should not be the main skill that you're focusing on. I think is if that's where your head was at, because like that's the that's definitely no. But is. I'm going to even go um, further than that. I'm even go further that like if you if you're missing some of these like very specific like one on one type mechanics, mm-hmm. um. I feel like you don't need to have three players that know all those to have a team that's really, really successful at the highest level. Yeah, cool. So definitely the mm-hmm. ones mechanic. So I, I wouldn't the way I, at least where I'm like disagreeing then would be like I don't view flip resetting as a as a ones mechanic. It, it is very much just the way that ceiling shot ceiling shotting was shooting. Sorry, was viewed as this like kind of crazy freestyling mechanic until it became a meta flip resetting is now becoming the meta again and it is going to have to be learned uh but i completely agree with the idea of that whereas so something like a breezy flick for instance like not mm-hmm. remotely needed to, to to be successful in the game kind of thing and not something you should be focused on um but no no i, I do completely agree that like you don't need to learn these huge one mechanics and the example i was going to give was um there were several pros into like rlcs season two and almost even into three there were a couple rlcs pros that could not half flip like they did not care to learn they would not do it it was not something that was part of their game because they were most of them were sarp vets right like the the mm-hmm. prequel to rocket league and like that didn't exist that mechanic so a lot of them are like no, no no like i'm just good at like you just do one flip into a drift and then i'll be turned the other way instantly and I, and it's just like their argument was just as fast and those have been phased out just the same as like when people are like oh i'm not gonna learn ceiling shots because it's just not worth it and like it's just a freestyle mechanic and again that's been phased out so like yes definitely it takes time i would say flip resets to me right now are looking like the new like half flip are looking like the new ceiling shot where the, like eventually if you want to be playing at the highest level you're gonna have to learn how to do them um however definitely agree that like they, they shouldn't be your mandatory thing and just general ones like intense crazy freestyle mechanics do not need to be learned remotely to find success at the highest level at all it's the way i'm looking at it at mm-hmm. least and while i was actually jumping off this because i sorry i keep bringing in beginners or like i guess like a strategy kind of mechanic type things into discussion but it just intrigues me especially when i was watching it for three days straight um wow i'm gonna have actually take your take on this because what i noticed as well and what i feel like a big a big thing that I feel like I underappreciated till now is how quickly, um, when a pro player hits the wall, how quickly they're gonna jump off and react mm-hmm. to where the ball's moving next. 
Because it, it seems like something so insignificant and obvious, but it feels like that's the level. Your ability to click that button, like, as you touch the wall in the direction you want to start going, just seems like it's probably the like difference between, like, a Platinum and Champion player already and the Champion and Grand Champ. Is like, mm-hmm. the reaction to... Oh my goodness, this is how I've gotten knocked. I hit the wall. What is my next move? I need to be going towards that direction as fast as possible. If that makes sense. Um, this is actually like a throwback to last week when I mentioned how Combo said drift when you hit the wall. Um, that is the exact same thing that I was talking about, uh, where you just have to get off the wall as fast as possible because you're never going to really be going in the direction, or at least the majority of time, uh, you're not going to be going in the direction you want to go if you're on the wall or at least if you're landing on the wall. Um, So to get off the wall as fast as possible and back onto the ground and where you want to be going is so, so important. And just, it becomes second nature to the pros where the first couple frames that they hit the wall, they're off because there's no reason for them to stay on the wall any longer than absolutely necessary um, because it's just wasting time and it could easily lead to a goal when you're playing at this highest level where a couple uh, milliseconds is enough to get, or a couple milliseconds lack of rotation is enough to get a goal or concede one. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, actually, uh, on this on this topic, Combo, can you, if you ever get a chance, just like clip yourself in training mode doing that slide on the wall, like drift on the wall <laughs> thing you're talking about? Just I need to I need to see it visually. I want to practice it. Sure. Um, yeah, just just get a clip. You know, that'd be pretty cool. Well, All right. I'll post it in the Discord. Awesome. Thank you so Join much. the Discord if you need to see it, guys. Join the Discord. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, well, well, I'm curious, right? Well, if um, if I'll have a DreamHack bump and then all of a sudden we get like 20 people that we don't actually want in the Discord in the Discord. Oof. But now that I said <laughs> that, I'm inviting it, so it's great. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, oh, my goodness. We have some great topics. The brain fart. No, no, no. It's like I'm seeing these topics. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to talk about them. But then other topics are coming to my head as I want to say them. Um, GC Aura with the run, the black horse of this tournament, just upsetting team after team after team. Um, which one of you wants to take this one? Anyone? Um, start? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll start. Okay. So GC Aura, just kind of, uh, I, I super slept on them. Um, I didn't expect them to do too much at all. But then I look at the, the bracket on day two. And they've beaten Complexity 3-0. And I'm just super sad because I love Complexity. But I'm looking at these guys like, how, how are these, this GC Aura team uh, this good? Um, and then they beat TSA, TSM and they make it into final, uh, final day three. And I'm just looking at them like, this is absolutely insane. How are they playing this well? And they were dominating uh, too. It wasn't just like, it wasn't just that they were playing well. It was that they were dominating, right? And I, I, I don't really know what it was that they were doing. Um, but it was just straight black horse. I've, these were the guys that I was really hoping to do uh, like the, be- the best in the, in the thing because looking on the top half of the bracket, you see the mouse and the peeps and like you're happy that one of them is making it, but you're not expecting either of them to go further. <laughs> At least going into day three. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. And um, actually t- to that point, right, uh, GCORA is a uh, Brazilian team, I believe, uh, or is it South American at least? Am I, oh, am I wrong? Euro? No, no, no. They're Euro. They're, they're super Euro? Euro. Oh, never mind. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Completely, completely off. Yeah. Off the plot. It's, 
with yeah, the twist. It's, um, uh, it's Tigri, Ocelon, and Extra, and like right now, Tigri and Extra are playing together. Oh on right, because because um, I mean a then, lot a lot went to the most. Yeah. Okay, um, everything's and then coming Ocelon back. Ocelon just announced. Yeah, you got it. Then Ocelon just announced his new team. Like I think like two three weeks ago, um, called the Underwater Squad is what they they are with Perfect and Lodi. Um, yeah, that's a great name. Uh, yeah, no, but anyway, so GCR really kind of showing showing that, like, I guess a team that's not really the big names can definitely, you know, hang with them, right? Team Solo made complexity getting beat. Um, and it's... I think this, this term is really refreshing in many ways because it just feels like no matter how far certain teams feel like they start getting, ever since the Dignitas split, there's just so many teams that have these higher level caliber pros that have that experience. Um, but it also makes like, I felt like the, any one, any one of these teams all of a sudden can win tournaments. Does that make sense? Like, it's just like, I if you told me at the beginning of this tournament, that G2 and the peeps were going to be in the finals in a best of seven, <laughs> and then they would have beaten RV and NRG and Dignitas and who else? Mouse Esports. I would have been surprised, right? But this is like this, yeah, crazy, crazy. Um, but anyway, uh, good, good work to GC Aura. I, um, I don't know if you want to talk any more about them. Um, anything in particular in their play, maybe that stood out? Uh, yeah, doing? The, the, the main thing is like not all their games were streamed, um, rightfully so. Like they weren't expected to to do super well. But um, they the games that I at least I saw because they weren't even on the mainstream a lot, and I was mostly just watching the mainstream. Um, but they actually truthfully back to that more just simple playstyle. they actually reminded me a lot of g2 when i was watching them of a pretty standard just wall breakout keep it easy keep it simple kind of style um and it, to me it were watching it worked really really well and like they clearly broke down some big teams but as soon as they faced nrg they actually looked like a completely completely different squad and i don't know if it was just those like the, the last day jitters or like something that came with that um but like yeah i don't know it was like they they didn't look the way they did and um i don't know Actually, i don't know enough if they've mm -hmm. yeah what's up to that point i think i think days like when the day switches like it's a whole new equation do you know what i mean like did they get enough sleep the last night like gcr is like riding high pure adrenaline then they fall asleep at 4 a.m it's like what are you, what's gonna happen when they wake up and they have to play maybe not four, i don't know like they get four hours of sleep right all of a sudden they're gonna be playing worse than they were the other day um because they've got like they got way more success than they thought they would right so it's like um there's these unknown factors that happen and, and i saw it too um geez i shouldn't mention this I, i'm getting I'm, I'm sure i'm sure there's someone out there right that their liver is about to be pumped because <laughs> but in the starcraft scene there's a player that was like no one expected to do anything and they made it to a round of um i think it was 16 or whatever no round of eight sorry and he even went to sleep early, whatever, which is really crazy because this guy is a guy who used to um, famously like stay out to like three a.m. and still win the tournament. <laughs> um, but nowadays he's like definitely on like way tail end of his career. Um, went to sleep early, but gets there the next day um, and just doesn't play at all to the surprising level that he was playing before. Um, <laughs> and I think I think it's just really hard to keep momentum. Like, and I'll, I'll mention this when we go through playoffs, right? But momentum within a day when you're constantly like focused and in it, I feel like that builds and builds and builds. Um, but as soon as there's a day break and as soon as there's like a break from the competition and you're kind of st taking a step out of it, it kind of it kind of breaks apart. Mm -hmm. 
um, and you can't really just keep it going on three days sustained you know what I mean? Momentum. You, and and so I think I think what happened is day two was like a crazy day for GCRA, and the day three showed up, and the energy's like, we're ready to play. We're a consistently better team, and GCRA kind of had to had to do face the reality of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we head off, can we just talk about the GCRA? Head TSM? off! You make it sound like we're going to finish the podcast. You mean the next? Topic, head off to please. the next topic. There's plenty left. Don't worry, everyone. Um, the we like to do a thirty and- minute show. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the new ASAP Weekly. <laughs> but the game five, uh, TSM GC Aura, ten minute overtime. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that one was the one that ended with the uh, the heartbreaking backflip as well. Feels backflip, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was just played over and over in the uh, in the highlight reel, and it was just yeah. terrible to watch. But yep. yeah, any any thoughts? <laughs> oh, I, I, wait, I I, I, I watched. Well, this was um. The teams were uh, TSM and Aura. Yeah, TSM. Was this TSM? There was another really long. Yes, yeah, it was TSM and Aura. No, no, it was TSM and Aura. Oh my goodness! There were three nine plus minute overtimes. I I remember it. There was another backflip one like that, right? Was there? I swore there was two. Okay, maybe I'm going crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't remember watching this, and then. It's interesting because like TSM was definitely distraught after it. Uh, like you see the players, they're like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. this is like this is such a tough loss to get a backflip um, at ten minutes, right?" Um, mm-hmm. But to it's interesting because I feel like TSM, at least the two players that are still um, the regulars, it's Metanoris and Alpha, right? The ones who before Ignite uh, left. Um, though the way they reacted was like, "Oh, this really sucks." But I think they've been through so many of these tournaments that you can tell they were pissed at the time. But it wasn't like um, it's like you know, this kind of crap happens. You know, mm-hmm. like that that was that was kind of the mentality that looked like. Even saw I think um, I don't know if they're talking to G two or RV, but there's some other teams like just outside, and they're like kind of shaking their hands, like you know, like that that kind of crap happens, right? Like. Yeah, it mm-hmm. sucks. It's ten minutes. It's like the whole series comes down to this game five, um, ten minute overtime. But but at the same time, it was it it would be different. Like for instance, if Peeps lost a game like that, um, GC Aura, any of these teams that don't have that same experience, live big tournament experience, I think that could wreck a whole team. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But with these more experienced teams. Like there's certain teams that I feel like, yeah, it sucks that that happened, but like it wouldn't wreck that player completely. If that that makes sense, mm-hmm. or at least at least the recuperating time for those bigger teams have gone through all this multiple times. It would take them less uh, less mm-hmm. time to kind of recuperate, come back from it. And I, I really like the mentality of when they walked off stage. Like you can tell they were pissed, but it was also kind of like a shrug of the shoulders. I'm like, okay, well, this didn't work out for us. You know, let's get back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> speaking of dealing with players dealing with emotion, right? Um, so I'm sure that... Um, I don't know which one... I don't remember which player was, was the one who did that backflip, but I'm sure that whole team was dealing with a lot of emotion. Um, mm-hmm. We wanted to talk about Scrub and Kixir and all that. Um, do you want to mention this, uh, Wabbits? Because I'm pretty sure you took this away. Yep. Um, just watching 
uh, like any of the RB games, honestly, uh, against like the better teams, or at least in day three, where <laughs> every single time anything happened at all, Scrub would just go off. <laughs> He'd be like either yelling or just jumping, or it was it was always just something. And oh, it was amazing to just watch. <laughs> just for some reason, watching him was as fun as watching the actual game. <laughs> Oh, hands down! I, I don't. Hands down, his reaction against the Peeps when they let in um, the second, uh, like the the second goal to go up, and I think it was game. Oh, it may have been game four. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, so. But he, it was it was like a roll in, like it was from an overcommit yep. from from RV that it like rolled basically back towards their end, and he mm-hmm. literally like took off his headset for a second, like threw his <laughs> yep. hands around and stuff. And I remember his name. I was bursting out laughing watching it because it's like it. I I've gained more respect for him like if you listen to the podcast like start to finish you'll hear my like general dislike of him um and i've as he's as he's hit puberty and he's gotten a little better and like he's less childish like i've gained more respect for him um but this really did show the kind of lack of professionalism in in my mind i also don't mind like i'm not trying to say that as like i cannot believe he'd do this like it's a sport people are gonna get emotional like that's cool like i'm a-okay with that and i don't want me to i don't want anyone to like leave this being like wow like combo doesn't think that people can like have emotions no no no. like i love watching a lot loses mind whenever they score like awesome goals or stuff like that like i get fired up like i love that kind of stuff just the same as like it makes me sad when i see like when i watch like squishy holding his face like looking like he was about to cry when they got put out um to to rv so um totally get it Uh, yeah but just scrub is like so animated that it's like it's pretty hard to miss kind of thing like i've been it just as a weird uh kind of side note um i'm i'm actually gonna buy i'm looking to buy a bearded dragon soon as like a pet um which is pretty cool and they like bob their head when they get angry and shit like that and they like (laughs) like thrush like thrash their head around and like scrub reminded me a hell of a lot of like an angry bearded (laughs) dragon when he was getting mad at things (laughs) scrub's emotions and just reactions are hilarious i don't know it's just always fun to watch that's that's kind of part of the reason that I love watching RV so much. Like the gameplay is just hands down amazing. There's nothing that you can say about that. But then you get the added bonus of of watching Scrub. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, no, I, it's interesting seeing like like I saw a lot of these players just kind of walking around, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't. Know. I just I just see Scrub was watching a game right in front of me. Uh, he was in like the middle of the back, and he's just like there, like looking. And I'm just like, I like, took a second, and I'm like, it's crazy to think that this guy's still just like, it's just a kid, you know. I say this guy's a child, and he's much richer than I am currently. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, support support the Patreon if you want uh, ASAP to have it. No, I'm kidding. Um, if you want us to pass Scrub. <laughs> yeah. Uh, scrub endorses the podcast. Well, no, he doesn't. Oh, wait. wait did, did you guys hear about his uh, like whole wanting a new account for ones thing that happened yep. on Twitter? Yep. And really yeah, go, go into the combo. <laughs> So, so he, I'll say it really quick because we have so much more shit. Um, but he, so we put up a tweet saying that he was asking if anyone had like a spare account so he could just play in ones. Cause I don't remember exactly what the reason was for, but like he just wanted to grind back up on a ones account. Um, mm-hmm. And all the comments back were like, this guy just won RLCS's biggest prize pool and he can't afford to buy, uh, like, I was going to swear, and he can't afford to buy another day of Rocket League account. Like, he can't actually. <laughs> afford this are you kidding me and then he's like begging people for their accounts which makes absolutely no sense i have no idea where it came from but it's really funny mm-hmm. that was a that was a good day 
because I think it was OSM that was the biggest uh, person against it, <laughs> like the most vocal. Mm. And just, uh, it, was, it was so much fun just going through threads and being like, people are, are OSM and other people responding to Scrub and then those, uh, other people responding to them and being like, ah, oh, it's fine. He's just asking. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you're going to get a lot of that in the Rock League soon. I think we've uh, grown a little more accustomed to it. Um, let's talk about Kixer. Mm-hmm. Um, where uh, I look over at the screen and Kixer is, I think this was in the corners. We're day three right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mousey spreading against the Pete's and the ball falls on the line. On the line. Oh, and then you just see that, like 80% across the line, like as yeah. close as it could have been. So uh, here I have Kixir heart attack. What are you trying to say, Wabbits? Uh, Kixir definitely had a heart attack. We all know it. He was clutching his chest, being like, like trying to breathe. Jaw <laughs> open. Like, yeah, wild. Yeah, leaned back in chair. Like, he, he was dead. It was, I was scared for him. I, I no, I'm gonna be honest. I okay, so I, I think I've said I, I did say this at least in um the Patreon post I posted um I think a couple days back now. Um, I did like a little bit of a written recap, but um, I put that during the Peeps games because I wasn't like there were certain teams that I was like, oh my goodness, like I was going from one uh, seating area to the other. Um, mm-hmm in a game that will not be named anymore because it's already been dropped way too many times in this podcast. Um, but uh, um, all I look over is from the stands, I look over and all I see is Kuxer on the screen and for like five minutes straight, just clutching it. And just like <laughs> the ball, and then I watched the replay from, from where I, I, I could see it, which was really cool actually. Um, I could see the replay and also the reaction was insane. Like, I kid you not, the peeps, every time they played... Like the crowd was just all in, all right. Everything they did, everyone, everyone was cheering, and all of a sudden you just hear the whole arena just screams, all right, as this ball like doesn't go through. But then when the peeps win, it also <laughs> erupted. It was just crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm not a medical professional, but I was definitely scared for him. I, I was curious as well if Kasir <laughs> at that point was also just trying to slow down his heart rate. Like for brief, like, like for probably. actual competitive circumstances, but he definitely. I I was like, is anyone gonna get like an ambulance? Like, what's going on, guys? Um, I think it was probably just him trying to control the adrenaline, being like he was really freaked out about it because it's a high uh, stress scenario and stuff. Well, because that's just, what players know. have to do, right? Like, this this is gonna sound terrible, but like as much as like it's fun to have those adrenaline pumping like crazy goals, like the best players, all right, like take like Ronaldo, all right. Or I guess I guess people that like just do high pressure situations so much, the way they get really good at it is they just start not caring. Why mm-hmm. I love Squishy at its core, literally yeah. exactly why I love Squishy because he's stone cold. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's just like yeah I did this crazy thing and I scored and it's like the it's like it's not that they're not excited about it anymore, right? Um, it's that they need to not be excited about it to continue performing at the level they're currently performing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Peeps, Mouse, Game Five. Uh, maybe Combo can take it away. Take it away. Uh, yeah, it was a um, what's it called? I'm trying to actually pull it up 
great now because that was a series i remember texting uh, i was talking to like the brock team and chaks we're all talking while we're watching and i even said like after the cloud nine series one just because i was salty that they lost after like a really mm-hmm. stupid defensive error um mm-hmm. but uh i was like ah, like ah, i'm not gonna really watch this series like uh because what the funny thing is i and i didn't say this on day two i said whoever wins cloud nine in rv makes the finals and has a very good chance of winning DreamHack because neither Mouse or the Peeps are going to stand any chance moving forward. Um, and so I'm not worried about it. And I, I had already known, like watching, especially the Peeps versus Ghost and Peeps versus TSM, that the Peeps were looking pretty good coming into the next day. Um, I thought going against Mouse, who like, I also don't have a lot of faith in Mouse as a team, um, but like Mouse looked like really good. Like I was really impressed with how they, how they came out, specifically, and even though they lost the first two games, like they came out swinging the first two games like really really well peeps played pretty steady and like didn't make any massive mistakes um and every single game was literally so so close um and then going into the like very final it just became like a shooting fest like there was so many highlight goals gyro had a couple gorgeous goals going back and forth cookster was looking great like it was such a like an absolute shootout in that game five um and i had a blast watching it because i only caught game four and five when i came in uh when i saw that uh, peeps were one game away from moving on i was like Oh, damn i was like all right like they're actually taking mouse all the way uh, mouse wins game four and i was like oh game five even better like this is content now uh and so then i start watching and that yeah, game five like that was it was it was heavy and especially coming off of cloud nine and rv two teams that i also view as like very very offensively powered um that was it was pretty intense to to watch the those games yeah definitely um i think it's crazy because I'm starting to remember the tournament more as an emotional rush, and then, <laughs> than like than like specific games. And I actually there, let, let's get into it. All right, um, the peeps is really is really what the focus of this turn is has been. Right, this is a team that um, mostly out of nowhere. All right, is all of a sudden like this is just performing performance, 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 performance. Um, the crowd reaction because I went back to watch some of their series was not mic'd well. Mm. All right, because the music was louder than the crowd a lot of the time. Interesting. Um, but I kid you not, every time the peeps scored a goal from the end of quarters or like that quarters game to the semis to the finals, the whole arena heard it. Okay, the forty-five thousand seater arena. If you're on with on any side of that arena, you heard them every time Peeps scored a goal. <laughs> All right, and especially, um, I don't know which I don't know. I'm trying to remember which game that was that. Um, there was um, there was like a crazy. I think it was when they beat RV. Sorry, when they beat RV. Right, game uh, the semifinals. They beat RV. It was deafening. Like, I kid you not, all right? The 500 or so people that were there, I don't know if it was 500, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. is they, like, like everyone from the StarCraft section, like, turned their heads. And, like, what is going on, dude? Okay? Um, and it, it was just insane. And uh, I remember people were saying, like, people were like, oh, I didn't know the Rocket League had such a cool, like, a giant scene and a giant following. But, like... I saw people jumping out of their seats, all right, and just insanity ensuing, and it was just like I, I don't like. I, it was one of the hypest moments is when RV lost and the peeps went up. Like that might have been even more hype than the finish to the G two finals, 
um, and we'll get into this in a second, um, mm-hmm. because it just felt like, oh my goodness, they're gonna do it. Like that. That's kind of what everyone started thinking there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, guys, yeah. Any thoughts on the peeps swaps? Uh, throwback to the beginning when Combo was talking um, about the Mouse Sports peeps. I watched three games with the infamous Mike, and those games were Mouse Peeps, C9 RV, and Peeps G2. Um, watching Mouse and Peeps, I was trying to explain it, being like, uh, these guys are, one of them's going to win, they're going to get uh, fourth place, and that's going to be like an insane seating for them, pretty much. Um, kind of unprecedented that either of them gets this high. And that's how I uh, prefaced the, uh, the Mouse Peeps game. And then C9, he's a huge fan of C9. He knows them, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I walk into the finals and I'm like, it's the peeps. And I'm just freaking out being like, how, how did, I don't know how it happened. I watched every single thing. I don't know how, but it's the peeps. <laughs> and I'm, I'm freaking out. And he's just like, wait, hold up. The, pe- the, the game that we watched the first time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, those guys. <laughs> I like how oh, Mike is now infamous. That's great. Yep. Everybody knows Mike. It's fine. Everybody knows Mike. Um, Do I even know Mike? No. You are my combo. <laughs> um. No. Uh. No. Mike. Mike's awesome. Yeah. No. It, it's 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 tough because I definitely did sleep on them. All right. This is like the joke about it. Mm-hmm. But like, I definitely did sleep on the team, and I wasn't as willing to watch. And in some cases, in some ways, it almost made the reactions to them as they were winning even bigger. Completely so, agree. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that the crowd more and more was just like cheering, cheering, cheering for them. Um, are we ready to get into that final? Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, and then we'll do a little bit about the rotation. I know you want to talk about combo after. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that final. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it. You never. Let's start with this. You never hear G two be the quieter team to be cheered for. Mm-hmm. at a LAN event but it was it was the peeps all the way it was there was no it was like listen oh and actually mentioning G2 they had their whole like family in the front row which is really cool mm-hmm. I like pop uh, uh, what is it like Papa, Papa Naps and uh, Mama Rizzo and all that they had their jerseys it was kind of cool um, and they had like this whole section on the left front side um, but like the anyone who was left anyone who was still watching because um, it was interesting because that final game every everywhere else they're wrapping up uh the event like the festival um but that final game it was just people like would just stop and they're hearing this thing and just like the crowd got bigger and bigger as everyone cleared out um and yeah it was <laughs> it was tremendous every game was super 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 close back and forth all the way um uh I'm not going to get into the specifics, I guess, but uh, pretty much that last game, there was almost, like, an emotional, like, drain when that, like, third and fourth goal went in, because they kind of already knew mm-hmm. with the time that was left. Um, and that's why, in some ways, I thought the pop, I guess, like, the explosion of, um, of like, happiness wasn't as crazy as the RV game. Because uh, mm-hmm. in RV in Game Six, they they went to overtime, right? So they won. And it was like it's like it's like this like spontaneous, but I kind of felt like um, 
the peeps when they knew they were already gonna win they already let all that energy out so when they actually did their, like he did the like whatever going on the table um retails which we'll talk about in a second um i was kind of like it kind of felt compared to the way they popped off when they beat mousy sports and rv it felt like less dramatic because they they, they like already knew they were gonna win for a minute mm-hmm. uh that's kind of my thoughts about that uh, yeah i uh, when i was like I think for me, like while I was watching, uh, especially watching G2 take game one, um, I remember the casters even said it when they're like, uh, they're like, oh, whoever wins this next game, like will set the, like set the tone for the rest of this series. Um, And I remember like laughing because I was like, oh, like if G2 wins, yes, like G2 will win this final. Like that's not even a question. If peeps win, obviously we're at a 1-1 series. So like it literally could go either way. And truthfully, I don't think that, I think the peeps are not, like, I don't personally think the peeps are a momentum-based team. Like, I don't think they showed momentum in almost any of their series. Whereas almost all of their series, they would either they would either lose game one, then come out hot, lose a couple more, and then win the last game to move on, or they would start hot, lose a game or two, and then win the game to close. Like, they they couldn't close, which I thought was hilarious. Like, they like they could really never pull sweeps. Um, and you even watch their their last day. Like, they they win two, lose two, win one. Then they go to RV. Uh, they lose one, win one, lose one, win three, and then they go to the to G two. They lose one, win three, lose two, win one. Right? Like they 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 weren't a momentum based team, so I wasn't really seeing I, that. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I just wanted to interject here that that um, while at least in my mind, the the kind of peeps momentum that they had after like the games, the way they were going, especially that last day, is this like belief that something magical is happening. Do do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It it doesn't, and I yeah, I I agree with what you said that sometimes like momentum is is what makes a team. Um, But like when Cloud Nine beat Dignitas right in in season six, there's just something about their because they had a lower bracket run about like as (laughs) it was going, you just felt like oh my goodness, like they're gonna do it. Like there's some, some like and as soon as the players start feeling it, that's when it becomes like oh it's game seven. I guess they're just gonna win, right? Like. And, and and it kind of felt like that even in even in the finals is like the games are close but there's this like inevitability like the peeps just beat cloud not, uh, sorry the peeps just beat mouse esports rv they're gonna beat g2 like there's no way they're not being g2 like, and i think the players start like feeling that as it goes on so that's the kind of moment, momentum at least i felt the peeps had um and having a crowd behind you as well like mm-hmm. I'm sure that really helped a lot because no matter what it just beat the peeps cheering every time they scored it was cheers louder and louder like they they were there if there was a home team all right it was the peeps this tournament all right and the, the cheering just got louder and louder i i think for that like uh, like agreeing for sure um the for me i really saw it as this almost like game to game like within one game momentum so it to me it always came down to how they started like they would often start hot letting a couple goals and potentially often throw leads um and then try to close it out early and like that was about it like i didn't see as much success late game as i did their early game but the games that they lost were was when they didn't start hot right when they didn't come out with those first couple goals right away we were seeing rattles a lot and like uh we were talking like i was talking a lot about this to even like in the the discord for asap weekly i was talking a lot about how like rattles like i, I kept calling it rattles office like he kept throwing himself to the 
basically just outside the 18 yard box of the opponent's net. And he would put himself there, even when the ball was still in their end, when he knew that gyro or miss could boom that down to him. And he would just cannon the ball into the short side, top, right. Or if he's on the left side, short side, top left, like that, like he scored easily 15 goals on between day two and three from that exact location and stayed there and worked it. Um, and it was, it, to me, it all came down of like, if they got that set up early, then they would dominate that game. If they didn't, then they would end up losing that game. What you're saying with G2 though, when they're like, it was almost like an expectation then that like that they beat rv and then beat g2 i agreed and i really agreed when they took the 3-1 series lead as soon as g2 won game five i said to myself i was like if they win the next game like g2 is winning not based on momentum not based on anything else but it's because g2 is so gross in elimination games if they can get themselves to them mm-hmm. um they either will dominate a team they will get dominated or if they get to that game five or that game seven what it is they come out flying and this was honestly one of the first appearances i've ever seen from g2 where they got destroyed in an elimination game like they had no gas in game seven peeps dominated the play dominated the positioning um and to me like we can get into into, like the main things i saw at least for like a kind of pseudo beginner's corner in a bit but um the main things i saw is like what i really want to talk about um a little bit because like they were it was so interesting and fascinating to watch and i think a lot of it comes down to coaching and i know i'm biased always talking about Mm -hmm. coaching but um like I, the, the way that they were different between so when they played rv they were this almost like chaotic fast trying to overload the rv defense which is so commonly so good in high stress situations that they i found quite a few of the, the peeps goals were them over committing um managing to get that luck but then also letting in a couple goals from the, those over commits whereas they were a completely different team against g2 as soon as they came out the gate they were this slow refined focused on rotation and then um and like a couple of people i was talking to said that they were chasing i don't think they were chasing at all i think they had one man always pressuring there was never a, a, even a blip of time to allow g2 to set up their standard breakouts that they are so so good at that they continue to be one of easily the top three teams in the world right now by doing so uh, and they did not give g2 any space to set up their normal breakout into an infield pass play that like every team by now knows and i'm super super curious if moopy their coach knew this and was actively coaching them through those three series on in day three because i swear i watched three drastically different teams between peeps versus mouse peeps versus rv and peeps versus g2 and i, I i'm curious if it's coaching or if just the three players themselves were, were self-efficient enough to know to, to be able to alter their play style, but it was so fascinating to watch how different they played. And that is the most adaptive team I've ever seen in a major, like ever watching. And like, I would consider Cloud9 G2. A lot of the NA teams I find are quite adaptable. Like like the, like that's kind of the strength I find in NA is that they are really good at switching up play style when they need to. But mm-hmm. I felt like I was watching a different roster every single time we played. Like, like semifinals, Gyro carried hard. Like he had so many gorgeous goals absolutely was an offensive powerhouse then you look at the finals Reddles was a shooter was hitting absolutely everything he could and then gyro would come in with a flash every once in a while he hit that absolute clip in game and f- game seven sorry um and uh yeah it's just it, it was it was cool man that gave me goosebumps watching how unique they were able to play which is something i've never seen before yeah man i i it was yep they they are the story if there's one thing montreal 2019 is going to be remembered for it's the peeps and also apparently the greatest villain ever being born question mark um so i i read so i was already i already i'm gonna be honest i already headed out um we were going for dinner with a bunch of friends uh, at the end of montreal so like as soon as the finals was done i was out um and so uh yeah so uh <laughs> i just saw i just saw uh we're just gonna uh, accomplish a little message there um so what i want to say is um 
people people have told me like oh there's like an inferior retail uh i keep saying retails but it's like retail i don't Rettles. know Rettles, that's the word Rettles. yeah 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 i don't know anyway i think i think the guy should be working in retail is probably what i'm trying to say no um <laughs> Uh, I, I, I like watched it back and it's just like, he's being cocky a little bit. Sure. Um, I think it's here. Here's here. Okay. Here's my real problem with it. Okay. It was not the time for the heel turn. All right. It was not the time to turn to be evil. All right. The reason I'm saying that. All right. is because you were the underdog and the crowd's behind you. So there's no, mm. there's no need for the switch yet. You're, you're, you're over, you're overcoming stuff the whole way. You don't have to become the bad guy yet. Does that make sense? Um, so that's I don't not... know if I'm just an unpopular opinion. I just don't I, like. I don't think it was bad at all. Like I, I think that was, was just very, very common kind of little trash talk. No, it was. It was. It wasn't bad at all. No, that's not. At least, at least in my opinion as well. Combo. I, I yeah, completely agree I... with you. Um, I was gonna say though, if you want to go full evil, you gotta wait till like the underdog stories played out, and then you yes, can go full sure. evil. You know what I mean? I'm just saying the timing ain't right if you're gonna do it. Uh, but no, I watched it back and it was totally fine. I, I had no problems yeah. with it. It was, it was context. He literally said, "He's like, oh, who do we play uh, on day two? And then they're, they just kind of like look at each other. And the uh, I don't remember who I think it was Gib uh, Gibbs that was interviewing them. And they're like, oh, he's like G two. He's like, oh yeah, you're right, G two. And you know, we like, oh, and wait, we just beat them today. And um, just this kind of little like side sass. Listen, and, like, it's, it's I, just I, I love a... that. Like that's hilarious. No, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a character. Like, it's more cute. And you got it. It's like, they're, like he's 16 years old, man. Like like there, I've seen I've seen cocky 16 year olds, and like that is not it. Like that is no a, that, like, confident. He's not. Like, yeah. He hasn't gotten douchey yet, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. he was, he was just, he was, a li- he was confident, and he, he, a little bit of banter. I, I am not, mm-hmm. I don't have any problem with it. Mm. And I, I know some of us in the, some, some people in Discord hear that they're not gonna be happy, but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, they're like, no, you, you need to bury him. All right, um, no, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I was totally fine. I, I have mm-hmm. nothing more to really say to that. Um, I'll say I this much. The only thing I thought when I heard it was Flash would be proud. That's all I thought. <laughs> I I think okay. I'm I'm starting to develop this theory. All right, that someone is like, listen. The more I the more I start listening to that, I'm like, at least someone is watching the podcast or listening to the <laughs> podcast and like told them like, listen, like try try to get get that personality going, especially if you had it. Right. I also say, is it Gyro? Um, gyro. Gyro. Um, Spyro. No. Um, so. Uh, Oh my goodness! Is that person like? There's no way they can be an evil team because that player, that guy when when he won, it was so genuine. Like mm-hmm. his smile and his happiness and his relief and his emotions were so genuine. I'm like, you can't be mad. At, like you can't get angry at this team. Like that person yeah. is just so happy, and it just made me happy watching him be happy. So, yeah, that's that's all I gotta say to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can add anything just in general about them is uh, for those who like don't know um, do you do either of you know who the Muffin Men were like were you watching mm-hmm. at that time yeah um, mm-hmm. so the Muffin Men were C9 before Orc um, and so they got their first org the one of the largest esports orgs on the planet from C9 um, by winning a dream hack and uh, then moving into the next RLCS they placed I think worth i believe um in their uh in their overall um like playthrough uh and so they third or fourth i don't remember off the top of my head like immediately following that so it is to me now their standing needs to be a um they need to prove now that they 
can match what Cloud9 became after that. Because Cloud9, I believe, in their season following, finished first, and then I think they finished fourth in the overall. Um, like they finished first in North America. So it's like to me now, if we're watching this, you you got to say to yourself, you're like, hey, like if we are going to be the next Cloud9, if we're going to be the next like team to come from no org, just qualified for RLCS, now it's a dream hack. Like they're truthfully right on the same pass. To me, the only way they do that is if they qualify for LAN. And I would love to see that happen because mm-hmm. as much as I love our big three in NA, I would love to see it become a big four, big five, eventually come to, you never know who's going to win kind of thing. Uh, I would love to see us get there. Because right now I find EU is rv and then a kind of like middle five are all pretty close to each other um often trading wins and things like that and na we still have our big three uh so i i'm very very excited to see if we now get a uh finally the the dethroning of the the big three right now with the peeps um and that's a very large goal and large expectation that i'm not trying to say like this they are now like they're going to be one of the best teams in na um they have a lot to, yeah a lot left to prove um but I'm, I'm pumped that they're at least in rlcs right now and can try to prove that now mm-hmm. yeah uh 100 all right uh i guess i'm going to give you two um the platform here final thoughts on the tournament as a whole uh peeps performance uh and then i'll do the wrap up uh right, i absolutely loved it um i'm probably honestly going to go through the uh the playoff games, like the day three games uh, with the peeps, just with the lens that combo gave there of like watching this, uh, this weird rotation and trying to see the, the differences in play per, um, per team and looking for what specifically they were doing differently that, that countered each team. So I'm kind of excited to do that. Uh, probably going to be doing that over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I had a blast. I have, like I said, I've watched almost every major that Rocket League has ever had on. Um, and that was one of the most fun ones I've ever watched. I think it's because we are finally getting to a point where the discrepancy between a what would we would consider a low pro team or like a bubble pro team um, and the highest level is finally and finally, finally getting tighter. Um, mm-hmm. So it, we're starting to get a little less expected wins, which I love. Um, so seeing a team like GC Aura or seeing a team like Peeps and stuff come through and, and really, really succeed moving in um is awesome and makes me really happy and even like i think seeing the success of some of the roster changes i think is what also made me like have a really good time with it so like ghost finding more success than they found in the last couple majors they've been a part of or the premiere of rlcs um and then uh you seeing like mouse of being this new um x bricks with a lot now roster um doing quite well and then having a really good run and um even like watching something like cloud nine getting Fireburner and seeing like where that's going to come from now is like going to be super super exciting so um i had a blast it was i felt like this was kind of a conglomeration of like a lot of the off-season moves and and stuff that we've seen recently so uh, i think it makes me very excited for the upcoming rlcs for sure Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I had a blast. Um, like I said, I'll go more in depth into the whole term and everything that happened, everything I went through on um, a Saturday show. The question is, I'm not quite sure if I'm going to put it on the main feed or the Robin Kyle show. Um, it, I think I'll put it on the main feed, but I might have a little less like specific Rocket League. It's going to have a lot of Rocket League. It's going to be like 60-70%, but there'll be stuff that's not Rocket League related. So... Uh, for all you StarCraft haters out there, you've been warned. Um, anyway, I wanted to finish out. I think I think uh, what we can say, what can encapsulate the whole tournament, um, is that uh, Peeps so good. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> PSG. So uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, I hey hey, I'm just saying. PSG Peeps so good. Um, uh, yeah. With that, uh, we'll bid you all adieu. Bye. Bye.